Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is Monday afternoon, a holiday. I got I pulled Richie out of bed on a holiday Monday to do this. Um, a recap of FSU Notre Dame, the game last night, 41-38, final score, Notre Dame in overtime. Um, instant-ish. By the time we got uh, out of the stadium, back home, everything else, Richie was fast asleep. Um, couldn't link up to do this very well. And then we we both had, you know, four plus hour car trips home. And so um, glad to be home. We all made it safely, but instant ish. My thoughts haven't really changed much from last night though. So um, you're, you're getting last night's thoughts, but just a little bit later today, Richie, how are you doing this weekend? How was your weekend? Oh, it was a blast, man. Uh, Tallahassee always delivers that, uh, you know, we got up there Friday evening and uh, it was a awesome just to going out to dinner with coach Martin. That, that was really cool to, to, talk to him and get to see him in a setting outside of, you know, the media interview settings. And then Saturday, just exploring campus. My wife, she's been to Tallahassee, but not really had the chance to walk around campus. Uh, you know, we went out, shot some good footage. I crashed my crashed my drone, which we were luckily able to, to recover, but it's, I think it's done for. Um, and then yesterday, it, it was so special. Like, obviously, the tailgate was fun. All that was a good time. But being in that stadium, seeing it, just feeling the energy in the atmosphere and not having seen anything like that probably since 2015 Miami, right? When Dalvin Cook went off, um, it was special. It Obviously, the outcome wasn't what we wanted. But if you tell me we were going to erase an 18-point lead and take the top 10 team in the country to overtime, I'll take that every day because we saw legitimate progress last night, and that's what I'm most encouraged by. Yeah, no, I think that it, it was better – than we expected right and and i think that we kind of thought you know man this could get out of hand this could get ugly especially when you're down 18 points you think man please do something guy uh no i'll say that anymore but please please make something happen maybe it's a better way to say it but uh no phenomenal weekend subtle flex by richie um we we had the opportunity to go out with coach uh, mike martin jr on friday night thanks to harlan for setting that up i don't know where harlan is right now we sent him a text and <laughs> he might be licking his wounds from yesterday, but uh, no, great, great time on Friday night. I took my wife and a couple of buddies that came into town with me. Um, shout out Johnny, shout out Ben. Um, took them to Proof, and so that was fun. We went to Ted's uh, Montana Grill for dinner. That was uh, fantastic. We went over to Ology Brewing after uh, after dinner, and that was that was a lot of fun. They've got some great sours over there. Um, but then, yeah, Saturday was neat. We got up, kind of took it easy, went to brunch. Um, the guy said they wanted to kind of like tour around campus. So we just drove around campus and showed them the Westcott building and Strozier and, you know, fine arts, just everything, you know, kind of went all around. Um, oh, we did the tour on Friday. We we showed the guys in, in care of the, um, athletic facilities and stuff like that. So we had a great time, watched some good football on Saturday. And then Sunday was fantastic. Um, super fun time at the tailgate. We'll talk a little bit more about it in just a moment, but, Tailgate was fun. Game was fun. Interesting um, stories about the game, about the tailgate, I'm sure, to come. And then we'll uh, we'll break down FSU Notre Dame and get out of here. Quick show um, because you guys know what happened. This is just kind of like a, a recap. We didn't have a show yesterday, obviously, because of the, um, because of the game. But uh, had a lot of fun. Enjoyed this weekend. 
and I enjoyed the game. I was talking with Brendan. I was talking Brendan Snow, No Super War Seven. I was talking with a couple other buddies. Um, as far as entertainment value, like entertainment factor alone, like obviously you'd have won, wanted to win. That was probably like a top three, four FSU game I've ever been to. Entertainment by itself, like you know, mistakes, yes. Was it the cleanest game? No. But just pure entertainment, like when you throw in the Milton aspect and you throw in the Bowden aspect and you throw in the prime time against the top 10 team, that's one of the most – it's not as – it wasn't as good as the Natty. But it was pretty close to those 2014 Clemson, 2014 Notre Dame, 2012 Clemson. It was close to those games for me. I'm not saying what it was better than, but it, it was in that range to me. Yeah, I, it, it was definitely from a just the entertainment value. I mean, I don't know if you saw – but the game had 8.8 .8 million viewers during overtime, yeah. average 7.1. Uh, and it's the second most watched opening week Sunday game since 1996 on ESPN. So <laughs> clearly people thought it was a, a big time, you know, in the, just scrolling the Twitter timeline after the game, you could tell everyone was up watching that engaged. Everyone from, you know, Dave Portnoy, who doesn't really get in the college football too much. He's blowing up about it. Uh, Andy Staples, you know, tweeted a great picture of uh, Jordan Travis and Kinsey Milton hugging after Milton's touchdown. Just so many cool things. It, it was just a blast to see. And like you said, from an entertainment value, obviously, all, we all wanted to win. But that game delivered because these last few years of Scarby, TJ, when we got down 38 to 20, I, I told my wife, like, we might be leaving in, in the next few minutes here because it, this team is going to fold that because that's all I've seen them do in the last two years. And they proved me wrong. And I could not have been happier to, to have that kind of comeback to get 18 points in the fourth quarter against. And, and we can debate if Notre Dame's the top 10 team or not. I would argue they're probably not, but they're still a top 20 team. And mm -hmm. to be able to do that against a team like that shows the progress this team make, made. And I think Jermaine Johnson said it best. I think you tweeted it, TJ. He said that, you know, this wasn't a loss. This was a lesson. Let's learn from it. And that's the attitude that I love to hear and get me really excited for the rest of the season. Yeah, I, you talked about that. And, and not to recap the entire game, but, um, you know, Florida State started out a little bit slow. Punt, punt, you know, didn't look like we were going to be able to move the ball very much. And then a, a big, big play, 89-yard touchdown run um, by Jay Sean Corbin. Another really big play um, leads to a, uh, a touchdown few drives later, 21-yard uh, pass to McLean, a 20-yard run to Toa Philly, and then uh, Travis reined it on the bootleg. Um, but then, yeah, like you said, kind of back and forth. But when we went down 18, I was I was pretty worried too. Like, man, the optics of this, we're going to probably lose by 20-plus. All these big recruits going. in the house. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you kept it pretty close for, for most of three quarters, but it's probably going to get away. Um but credit FSU, you know, I I think that, you know, they scored to go up 38-21, and there was just under five minutes to go in the third quarter. And Jordan Travis drove FSU right down the field. 17-yard pass to Helton, a 19-yard run, Treshawn Ward. Treshawn Ward, a two-yard run, a six-yard run. And then on fourth and two, Corbin, a four-yard run. Had to have that at Notre Dame's 28. And then Florida State, Nickel and Dime down to the uh, one-yard line. And – Ended up getting it in. Actually, backed themselves up because we had a false start on a third and goal from the three. Uh, and then Jordan Travis kind of made a spectacular play, avoided some pressure, found Andrew Parchment, transfer from Kansas, to get FSU kind of right back in it, right? With just under 14 minutes to go, you're down by 10. And you're like, well, at least we have a shot here, right? Like, at least we've cut it to 10. 
it's not going to look so bad, right? Like they probably won't beat us by 20 at this point. We fought back. And then from there, I mean, shout out the defense. The defense, it wasn't a three and out. Notre Dame did get one first down. Uh, but essentially, Notre Dame got a first down, and then we stopped them um, on, a, on a three and out on the second possession. And then Florida State scores again. Obviously, the Milton story we'll get into. Florida State's defense pitches another three and out, right? Um, so really impressive by Florida State's defense to, to keep FSU in in that fourth quarter. And then obviously the Milton stuff was really cool. But to me, that was the biggest thing, right? We'll, we'll talk more about the different drives, the different things that happened. But it was the fact that immediately after going down 18, when the stadium, you started to see some people get up and leave. You started some people, all right, well, I'm out of here, man. Down 18, I've seen this story a million times. Florida State immediately responded with a 75-yard drive. And um, it's not something we've seen. I don't – well, I don't – when was the last FSU comeback, right? I, mean, I remember there was a million of them in 2014. But when Probably was the last? When was the last time? Ole, Ole Miss 2016. Yeah. When was the last time we were down and legitimately came back and won? I, yeah, that Ole Miss one comes to mind. Yeah, um, 22 points in the first half. Um, but yeah, 20, 2017. I think all of our wins we 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 came back against Boston College like down a touchdown late, right? But yeah, like, exactly. Not true, like not like yeah, that. Yeah. A true comeback. The last one was. I mean, you had Dalvin Cook on the field, right? It's not even fair, yeah. you know? It's like, but yeah, I don't, I mean, and the one before that, I mean, I really can't remember 2015, anything major. I mean, kind of came back from down again, a score or two against Miami. But um, every yeah, week in 2014. That, every, right. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it, it did. Brendan Snow texted me that today. Big 2014 vibes on this game, yeah, right? It was. It Big, really was. furious comeback. Comes up a little bit short, and obviously you want to win. But like I said, to me, that's the biggest thing that stood out was, down 18, everyone in the stadium thought, we're about to quit. Like, this is it. I've seen this show. I've seen the song and dance too many times. And they didn't, you know? And and so that's what I see. Like, see the fight. And then, man, we got a hell of a fourth quarter <laughs> to watch. Like, that was a lot of fun. That, it was a blast. Um, and you bet my uh, buddy Matt at the tailgate yesterday. It was his first game in Tallahassee. Uh, it might have been his first college football game ever, as far as I know. But what a game to go to. Like, even my wife, she's, you know, obviously an Alabama fan, but she just could not stop talking the whole ride home. We're listening to, you know, the post-game press conferences and stuff like that. And she's interested. And she's like, I had so much fun last night. That was such a great football game. And she's not invested in either team, right? But, again, 8.8 million people watching a college football game on a Sunday night. Uh, you can tell, like, I barely have any voice left right now from just <laughs> yelling the entire night. So I'm not sure how much longer I can go, but it, it was a blast to, to be there. And it, it was magical in that moment. Um, the flyover before the game was phenomenal. That was, that was just so much fun to watch. Um, amazing grace by the marching chiefs at halftime that everyone's mm -hmm. turning their cell phone cameras on or the flashlights on. That was just, that was a special scene. Uh, just so much amazingness to this college football game obviously again didn't turn out what we wanted but i think we all saw what we wanted to see and that's a team that was not the same team from a year ago mike norville clearly has this team moving in the right direction uh adam fuller gets a lot of criticism and 41 points is a lot but in today's college football everyone's given up 40 points a couple times a season like even alabama's given up 40 points to old miss so it's, like you said tj the defense stepped up when they had to um Again, I still have my eyes on Adam Fuller, but he showed me something last night that defense did. Maybe all he needed was a guy like a Jermaine Johnson who just dominated from start to finish. He was the best player on the field for either team. 
Yeah, Jermaine Johnson was fantastic. And we talked about the defense there for just a minute. I thought the defense played well in spots. Obviously, they were fantastic against the run, giving up, what, 65 yards after giving up what, a million last year. Um, yeah, you know, so less than, <laughs> less than 12 months later. Um, defensive line was fantastic. Um, I, I questioned some of the – and you're, you've, got, you've got a brand-new defense with a whole bunch of transfers. You're going to have guys out of position. You're, you're going to have breakdowns. You think about – you can't lose their best player on the first drive where they end up scoring a touchdown. I mean, they're tied in. Um, you know, I don't know about the, the the bulldog blitz. You know, coming on a on a third and seventeen um, screen there executed perfectly. Probably, you know, I mean, cost the seven points. Right, they end up scoring on that drive. So um, some of the decision making, yeah, you kind of worry about. I will say, I mean, yeah, they scored 41 points. I mean, three of those I think you can wipe off the board and you you don't blame the defense for it all because the defense got to stop there in overtime, so you can't really be too upset with them making a field goal after not getting a first down. It's not like they drove down to the one and got the field goal. Um, I think you can also kind of give the defense a little bit of a break on two of the drives where they had less than 50 yards to go to score a touchdown yeah. because of offensive mistakes on, you know, mistakes on offense. So, um one of the interceptions, they had to kind of drive the length of the field. And so I don't really, you know, there's a difference between points off turnovers when you get the ball on, on your opponent's 30 and you get the ball on your own 25, right? That To me, that's not really so much points off turnovers, though it qualifies. But, yeah, I mean, I think you could almost take two touchdowns away from fully blaming the defense. Now, they still let them drive 30 and 40 yards on a couple of drives. But yeah. you can almost take two touchdowns away. And so if you take a field goal away because it was overtime and they take those two touchdowns away – Fuller's defense essentially gave up 24, um, you know, not awful, right? And and then you yeah. take and, – and, again, you can't take things away, but you're looking at improvement over the large part of the game, not your outliers. You take away that massive fourth and one where you just lose the tight end and and you're talking about another touchdown, right? You're like your one play breakdown away from holding them to, to 17. So Florida State did not play – well enough overall last night to win, but you saw kind of glimpses. You saw paths to victory, right? Like, I mean, if we don't slip on that last drive, we probably go in and, and score a touchdown to win, right? And so, um, instead of kicking the field goal to tie it up and, and go to overtime, so I, I thought the defense played well in spots. I thought that some of the defensive, the defensive execution was fine. I thought the kids played fine. I don't, I didn't love all of the decisions that that came from from the coaching staff. Um, but at the end of the day, I think Notre Dame is a more talented team than Florida State. They played a little bit better than Florida State, and they won by a little bit, a, a, a little bit wider margin. I also don't love a lot of what Notre Dame did. I thought they were killing us through the air, and then it got to the fourth quarter, and all they wanted to do was run. And we were like, "Yeah, you're not doing that." So I mean, it certainly looked like Brian Kelly and, and Notre Dame's offense was just trying to run the clock out, and it, it nearly bit them in the butt and, and cost them. And um, well, he he executed know. the whole team after that. So yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh man, talk about trying to make a make a joke and just ugh, like cringe because that that was bad. But yeah, like you said, it we saw a competent, what I thought to be a well coached football team for week one against a top ten opponent. Um, again, you can argue if they're top ten or not; they're definitely top twenty. No one's going to argue that. So you played against a legitimate football team mm -hmm. um, who's recruited very well, who's been. You know, in the college football playoff, they played for national title recently. Brian Kelly has done a phenomenal job at Notre Dame. We talked about it with Tim O'Malley in the previous show. He's a great head coach, and Florida State came out, and I, I think, I think Brian Kelly was surprised. I did not think he expected to get that type of game from Florida State. 
And, and I think that's why he was a little flustered after the game because he he was surprised. He's like, yeah, we because we talked about the game last year, right? The score sounded close, right? 40 to 26 or whatever it was. But if you watch the game, Notre Dame dominated that entire game. Florida State just hit a few shock plays um, to keep it kind of close. But Notre Dame dominated us last year. And that was not the case. Florida State outgained them more first downs. Um, on the ground, uh, Notre Dame only had 65 yards after 300-something last year. Florida State had, what, 264. Um, we got to get this figured out uh, through the air. But I'll say that Mike Norvell is a schematic genius. The way he just gets these guys and players, get these players in position to make plays. Because we love these guys, but it's not the Florida State of you know 2013 that we're rolling out there. And they went out and looked really good, in my opinion, on offense. Uh, offensive line, I thought was fine. You know, obviously, it, when you have the issues we've had, people are going to harp on that. But overall, I, I was pleased with the performance. Um, we'll talk about it a little bit on our show next uh, on Thursday or Wednesday, whenever we do it, about adjusting expectations. But I, I've, I think we're going to go bowling this year, and I feel pretty good about that. Yeah, I think if you can, uh, we'll we'll talk kind of. I don't know that we'll go every single game by game for the rest of the year, but we'll kind of talk about adjusting some expectations, and, and we'll kind of do that all year, right? Like you're gonna kind of adjust what you see as as it goes. But yeah, I, I looked over at, at Bud last night, and he kind of asked like what my thoughts were, and I just kind of said, well, I think it's easy to get up for a game like Notre Dame. I think it's easy to get up for a night game on ABC that honors coach Bowden and everything else, but can you do this against Wake Forest? Can you get up for Wake Forest the way you got up for this? And if you do, you're probably going to win that game. If you don't, you're probably going to lose. Like, that's just how it is. Like, Florida State plays as hard and as well as they did last night against Wake Forest. They'll win the game. Like, I have no doubts about that. Yeah. Problem is, can you do that? Can you do that 3.30 on the road in a a very different environment than they're going to see tonight? I'm I'm very happy – we don't play Wake Forest this week on a you know quick turnaround six days instead of seven, and we get Jacksonville State because if we played uh, Wake Forest this week, man, that was an emotional game, an emotional loss for the team. Can they bounce back and do it? I think it's better to have a team like Jacksonville State come to town. I think we're probably going to look a little sloppy, and we'll talk. We'll preview that game next. But uh, typically, when you have that short week, college kids, it, I, we're going to win. It, it might look a little sloppy, but Wake Forest, like we've talked about for the past two months is the game on the schedule that we've all had circled. And it, it's, it's going to be that important. Yeah. I think that game is one that, you know, really defines kind of what happens um, for FSU season. You're going to win this weekend against Jacksonville state, unless there's just an absolute catastrophe. Um, you're going to beat Jacksonville state. You beat wake. Then the next two ACC opponents that come in are, are not as good. Um, so you, you've got Louisville and Q's. And so the Wake game kind of sets the trajectory of, of what kind of happens um, going forward. All right, let's talk about um, McKenzie Milton, him coming back onto the field. Um, Florida State scores with Jordan Travis, gets the two-point conversion, cuts the game to 10. Defense forces a stop. Um, about seven minutes left. They start driving again. Travis's helmet pops off, and he's got to come out of the game for just a play. Um, so it didn't look like, you know, obviously Florida State is not making that switch if his helmet doesn't come off. Um, but Milton comes in on a second and 10. Actually, there was about nine minutes to go, not not seven. Milton comes in with about nine minutes to go, and his first play is a 22-yard pass to Ja'Kai Douglas. 
uh, gets Florida State down to the Notre Dame 30. All of a sudden, they're in field goal range, down two scores with nine minutes to go. Well, you can't pull him out after completing a big, long pass down the other side, so he stays in. Obviously, Florida State ends up scoring. He goes four for four on the drive. Um, Milton got a pretty good roar. You know, Travis had made some mistakes, a couple interceptions or three interceptions in the game. Um, wasn't bad, but had made some mistakes, and folks had been clamoring to see Milton. So Milton comes in, and man, it was something out of like a storybook, right? Like the fact that he can come in and go four for four and lead Florida State down uh, to cut the lead to three. What? Okay, so we'll talk about a little bit about my experience in a minute, but you were down there in the midst of all the rowdies, man. What was it like uh, when when Milton came in, lit up their defense, and, and we cut the lead to three? Yeah, I, I, so obviously I've been watching college football for a long time. So I knew as soon as I saw Jordan Travis's helmet come off, I looked at my wife. I said, it's Mackenzie Milton time. Just because I knew even for one play, I knew he was coming out there, unless Norvell wanted to call a timeout at which point Travis could have gotten back in the game, but that'd be a waste of time out at that point. Mm-hmm. But you could hear the roars and it was electric. We were in section 39. And when he completed that pass for the first down on his first play, like you mentioned, it, it was like a Disney movie. The fact, man, if Florida state had won last night, that would be, you could literally make a movie about it. Like two parallels, like Florida state, you know, a, a once proud program that's found on hard times and McKenzie Milton, you know, a two time top 10 highs and vote getter. And they, they kind of need each other to get to the next level and th- their paths crossed. But it, it was fun. And I'll tell you, we're going to need both McKenzie Milton and Jordan Travis this year. I, I don't see either one of them taking, you know, 90 percent of the snaps the rest of the way. I, I truly think it's going to be a, a two QB thing based on the matchup. Who's hot, who's cold. And health remains a concern. There, there's a reason Jordan Travis started. A lot of that was McKenzie Milton wasn't available for a lot of fall camp. So if you can't get out there and practice, it's hard to start you over a guy who's out there every single day. But I, I think we'll see both McKenzie and Jordan Travis moving forward. And I, I trust Norvell to, to manage that situation. Yeah, I, I do too. I think you'll see both of them. I, you know, people have said this, man, McKenzie's a gamer. And so – um, it was cool. It was also really cool. You talked about Andy Staples' picture that he had of, of both guys kind of embracing. Um, I don't know exactly when that was taken. I don't know if it was right after the touchdown to cut to three or had an overtime or win. But um, obviously after some kind of big moment for FSU. In in the press conference last night, I don't I don't remember who asked it, but me uh, or Brennan or somebody, but asked him about, you know, his happiness level for Jordan Travis and, and or uh, Jordan Travis' happiness level for – for Milton and and he, he I mean he got the biggest smile and so like I don't know if I, I don't know if these guys really are the best of buddies or not but they sure seem like it and if they're not they're good fakers but he just said like man I'm I could not get a smile off my face for everything he's been through and then he goes out there and runs into it Milton ended up telling us later um if you didn't catch this on the press conference Milton ended up telling us later that uh uh Norvell was chatting with him when FSU was down three as to like who was going to go in and what was going to happen uh Travis obviously muggy night hot day um Travis ended up getting cramps and couldn't get back in there and so um Milton finished it off Milton finished the drive and and we kind of went from there or finished out the game but uh yeah I mean I think they're both going to play I mean I think you've got a very weak opponent coming up next week we'll talk more about the Jacksonville State game we're actually going to do our preview show on Wednesday as to not interfere with uh the Bucks um Cowboys game um, short week, but quick turnaround on this. Um, yeah, I think that uh, 
I think that you're going to see both of them moving forward. I think that you could, and hopefully we'll see a situation where both guys just get a half, get like a bunch of time to very, be very comfortable. Hopefully it's a, an absolute blowout for Florida state so that we can, uh, you know, not be nervous about it or worried about it at all. But I think, like I said, you'll see both of them kind of moving forward. Um, not just this weekend, but for much of the game, unless one guy really does separate. And that's when I think you'll kind of, you'll kind of see one take the charge over the other. Yeah. So I, I really nothing to add there. I'd like to see Chubba get a, a few reps as well uh, this weekend. Um, you know, hopefully it's, you know, 38 to zero at halftime and that, uh, you know, this becomes a scrimmage and we can rest guys and get ready for that game against Notre, excuse me, against Wake Forest. But again, just a amazingly special night in that stadium. Just seeing it, the, the Bobby banner over where the Chiefs used to be. I love the move with the Chiefs to the student section. I thought that was amazing. I was in 39, which is right next to the student section. So that was really cool to have all of that going on. Um, a, a lot of good stuff you know, from last night and it's not often you lose a game and you feel pretty good about things, but you know, we know where we're at in Florida state, you know, in, in this climb as Mike Monroe calls it. And we know we're at the early stages, but I think we took a massive step last night. Yeah. Brendan said this and on our, on our show and, and we've mentioned it a couple of times, but um, you know, the, at the end of the day, you know, Bobby said it best. You've got to lose big and then lose close and then win close and then you can win big. And I'm not saying that we've completely arrived at the point where like, okay, now we're already on that losing close um, aspect. We um, beat a top five Notre Dame, uh, North Carolina team last year and then came out and looked like absolute dog crap afterwards. Mm-hmm. And so um, you'd hope that Florida State does not do that again. You'd hope that they've learned a lesson and um, – can get remotivated. You know, I was encouraged listening to some of the guys in the press conferences, uh, Jermaine Johnson, Jayshon Corbin, um, you know, uh, Milton, Travis, a couple more guys were in there, Deloach. Um, they, they all seem to kind of have the right mindset, the right attitude, um, even after kind of a heartbreaking loss where you fight all the way back and then come up just short on a missed kick, um, you know. But I think – you don't want to celebrate losses, you know, and like we're not so big on moral victories, but like you said, understanding the expectations and understanding the realizations. Yeah. Like obviously we wanted to win, um, but all week we we're telling people we're going to get blown out. Right. Or, you know, lose by more scores than, you know, lose by multiple scores or I had us cover the spread. I mean, good teams, uh, great teams, good teams win. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we were the only great team in the state of Florida this weekend. Um, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, well, we so, won't even talk about our friends down south, <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, like, I mean, it's a step in the right direction, right? Like, it's not, it's just got to be built upon, though. And 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 that's the biggest thing is, yes, it, it felt good to be competitive. All right, now they need to take that, and, and how do they capitalize on that uh, against Jacksonville State? And we'll see, right? They come out yeah. and barely beat Jacksonville State. It's gonna be a problem. You you come out and beat Jacksonville State by 35, like you should, and then yeah, like you feel good going to that Wake Forest game. So I mean, that's kind of how how it goes. It's a short week. I I wrote a wrote an article about just kind of my experience uh, this weekend. Um, Short week, emotional, heartbreaking loss. Not going to be as much attendance. Not going to be the same environment. Not going to be all the Bobby stuff. Can you still get up for the game though? Right, like, and, and you should. It's still eight o'clock in Doak, but it's just different. 
You know, it, you play down to people. We watched Florida play down to FAU this weekend. We watched Georgia Tech play. Like, we watch a bunch of upsets happen, right? Um, people play down to their opponents, and sometimes it bites them. And so that will be the challenge for FSU moving forward is it's easy to get up for the Notre Dame. It's easy to get up for Miami. It's easy to get up for Florida. It's easy to get up for North Carolina. Can you get up for Wake? Can you get up for Jacksonville State? You don't really even have to get up for UMass. They're so bad. So, um, anyway. well, yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, I go back to 2011, uh, you know, when, when, believe it or not, there were people calling for Jimbo to be fired after he lost three straight games because there was that super emotional Oklahoma game in Doak where Florida State was right there. Clint Trigget comes in, Rashad Green hit big touchdown on third and 28. Um, and then, you know, they let that loss turn into another one the following week at Clemson. And then the following week at Wake Forest on a three-game losing streak. And Jimbo always talked about that. Don't let one loss become two or two losses become three. So, luckily, I think Jacksonville State, again, I, I said, I, I think it'll be a little sloppy just because going from that to what what's going to be in Doak and having a one less day for practice. Uh, but that Wake Forest game is huge. And I am I wish we could fast forward to that one because that's – and I'm glad it's at 3.30 and I don't have to wait around all day for, for that Wake Forest game in two weeks. We can also do a little bit easier instant recap on that game. Um, yeah, exactly. at three thirty. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'd I'd be down to fast forward to that, but I also like I need the rest next week. Okay, yeah. like let me oh, like sure. I'm, I'm worn out. <laughs> I need the rest. I need to get. I'm going to the uh, I'm going to the UFFSU game here, um, but that's at one, so I get home by like four and or five and and be good to good to go there. Um, okay, let's talk a little bit about our tailgate. And then we have our favorite new segment, Snacking with Sky, and then we'll get out of here. Sky was at the tailgate. Sky goes about a million miles an hour. So um, she was a lot she of fun. <laughs> as fast as she goes on the show, she's going that fast in real life too. So um, anyway, where were we? Um, tailgate. Oh, the tailgate. All right. First of all, shout out Guthrie's for bringing four pans. He told me he was going to bring two pans. He's not bringing four pans of delicious golden fried chicken. Uh, to the tailgate everybody was fed super well there was chips and cookies and all kind of beer people brought about six gallons of gut sauce as well yeah there was plenty of extra sauce the most extra sauce you've ever seen um shout out to guthrie's they were fantastic they helped us put on the tailgate um shout out to um matt and bay cannon beer company here in tampa florida Visit them in West Tampa. Again, Google Bay Cannon Beer Company. They've got great, great products. We were sipping on the West Tampa Light most of the day because that's a perfect tailgate beer, not super heavy like the uh, IPAs that Richie likes to uh, <laughs> likes to partake in. But they do have some really good IPAs. They've got a Xander that's great. They've got some good stuff. Bay Cannon Beer Company provided all the drinks. That Frankie was a really good beer. Frankie yeah. is good. The hazy. Yeah. That's the that's a hazy. Yeah, my, so that, that's our uh, that's our puppy's name. So my wife immediately is like, "Oh, give me that right now." And she's like, "Oh, this actually tastes good too." I'm like, "Yeah, I had like <laughs> I had like five of them." <laughs> that's amazing. And then oh, shout out my guy Brandon. Brandon came by. Everybody came by. It was super dude, super dope. Hey, Brandon, you know, shout out me. I, mean, I just gave him to you face value. So like, appreciate you for calling. <laughs> but uh, now appreciate everybody that uh, that came by. Also, Seminole experience was fantastic. It was so oh, yeah. awesome to go to a tailgate and not have to think about anything else. Like they do all the work for you. They do all the setup for you. Um, it was so fantastic. Um, the intro. The intro. Whoops. We went too fast there. It was, uh, 
the oh, now I'm all thrown off. Similar experience, absolutely fantastic. They set everything up for you. Um, yep. Tent, chairs, man, those chairs are so clutch. Like just to give you a, like they've got a bunch They're of folding chairs, not folding tables, chairs. They have it all. Yeah, <laughs> and they do all the setup, ice, everything. You could pay. There were no games on yesterday, so I didn't pay for the upgraded one with the TVs. But you, if you were there on a on a game weekend, they've got dish TVs out there. You don't have to worry about like Wi-Fi and stuff, bad service because there's ninety thousand people walking around. Um, tailgate guys, similar experience. Absolutely cannot recommend them enough. Whether you have groups of like 10, 20, 15, all the way up to like, man, we had. I I, I went through and like started counting people that were like kind of there all day and then kind of like coming through. And we probably had. I mean, there are probably a hundred people there. Throughout the day, there was, I would say there was a steady crowd of like 40 to 50 all day, 40 ish, 50. And then like, you'd have like your 15 to 20 come in, come out, you know, um, appreciate everybody that stopped by coach Doug's and Frank, the tank stopped by (laughs) coach Proctor from FSU, um, swimming and diving coach stopped by, uh, professor Ziegler stopped by early Richie. I know you weren't there yet. He, uh, professor had to do some recruiting. So like, we'll just say that, but, uh, (laughs) He stopped by. Um, man, it was just oh, Ingram from the uh, no cast stopped by, gave Richie a little present. Um, but yeah, no, it was fantastic. Everyone that uh, that came by was was great. It was great to see everybody and hang out. Um, and then, like I said, the uh, the Seminole experience. I mean, yeah, if you don't want to do any work for your tailgate, just have them do everything: clean up, tear down, pick up, all the stuff. Do that. Shout out it, them. Shout out Guthrie. Shout out Bay Cannon Beer Company because we couldn't have done that without you guys. And the cherry on top, right where all their tents are, is right oh. where the Legacy Walk happens. Yeah. Uh, so that was the coolest thing to. And I've never, as many Florida State games I've been to, I've never done a, a been to a Legacy Walk. I've just never been like, oh, I, that's something I have to go see. But when it's literally right next to your tailgate, that was pretty cool. I, I got a high five from Mike Norvell. Uh, pretty cool experience. So it, yeah, and. Anyone who's ever had to set up their own tailgate, they it's a lot of work, guys. Even a, even a small tailgate with just like ten people, that's a lot of work to get chairs and tables and food, um, tailgate games, all that stuff. They did everything for us. They have the coolers right there uh, for you, like and there's the chairs in the cooler, so just grab a chair out. And phenomenal, like you said, Guthrie's the tenders. I probably had fifteen tenders, uh, about three different containers of the sauce. Uh, I had at least 10 of the bacon and beers. Uh, just a great day overall. <laughs> yeah, Richie was not shy with the tenders or the beer. I had plenty of tenders. The pro- those tenders are dangerous because you could just kind of keep snacking. Then you're like, wow, I've had 14 tenders. I like, I need to stop before I get sick. Um, so, yeah, tenders were great. Um, check out SeminoleExperience.com. Um, go to go to Seminole events, and um, they've got really cool stuff going on. You can get tailgates for every game left on FSU schedule. Um, you can actually do that anywhere. If you're, if you're watching this Hunter, I see you commenting that Florida state's going to a bowl. We're definitely beating NC state this year. Um, <laughs> but uh, you can get that for anywhere, anywhere and everywhere, right? They, they partner with almost every major um, university. Um, everybody, like all the big ones, like Florida, Miami, you know, Florida state, NC state, like all the sec, ACC yeah. stuff. So check out, the tailgate guys, if it's FSU related, it's Seminole events, Seminole experience. Um, Seminole events also has um, some other cool events coming up where you have Top Golf and Doak, uh, yeah. movies on the lawn at, at Dick Hauser, and different things like that. So, um, really cool. Check them out. Um, appreciate all their love and support. All right. 
last thing, and then if you have anything else, we'll get out of here. Our new favorite segment, the star. Okay, so Richie, a lot of people, you know, Coach Doug's came, Frank the Tank came, cool, whatever. Richie and I, like a couple people to ask, take pictures and stuff. That was cool, like whatever. I we're losers, but thank you for humoring us. Star of the tailgate, without a doubt. Like there was one, one person was the star of the tailgate. Go ahead. Who who was the star of the tailgate, Richie? Not even a question here. Yeah, Sky was uh, zero to a hundred and did not go down from a hundred. There was no zero. Tailgate. There was no zero. Yeah. Showed up on a hundred. <laughs> um, so our favorite segment. Cool to meet her. Nice girl, and I, I I could see the personality. What you saw in the video last week and what you're going to see today is what she is in person. Um, hundred percent. Last week did Guthrie's will it tailgate? We found out that it will. This week, a little bit tougher challenge. Um, I took my wife. And um, ben, my buddy Ben and my buddy Johnny, who Ben and I actually do the Burger on a Budget tailgate with, uh, podcast with, um, took them all to Madso and got this product. But we're doing BLT dip this week. Um, BLT dip is fantastic. If you're ever in Madison, in College Town, hit up Madison Social, get the BLT dip. The question though is, will it tailgate? Right? This is not. Is this a good product or not? Because it is. I'm telling you, it's amazing. But. Sky answers the question, will it tailgate here? Intro, the introduction. Welcome back. It is week two of Snacking with Sky. It's the show where I talk about food. Nope, that's not how I said it. It's the show where I eat food and then I tell you about that food. Football season is officially upon us. There is a chill in the air. No, there's not. Today we are talking about Madison Social, which is by far one of my absolute favorite places in Tallahassee. I have been there since my senior year of college, I have had many a night out there, many a brunch there. I have gotten broken up with there. Today, oh, BLT dip. <laughs> it's bacon, it's spinach, it's cream cheese, it's Greek yogurt, and it's tomatoes for health. It's like, mm. we have five markers that we grade the tailgateability of a food item on. I'm gonna put those right there just to refresh your memory. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's snack into it. I picked this up from Matso 30, 45 minutes ago. We're really gonna figure out if this works or not. This is how much bread you get. This is how much BLT dip you get. But there she is in all of her glory. There's so much dairy right now. You guys know the drill, first bite factor. Mm. There's nothing like that. It's rich, decadent, creamy. It's so good. It really does taste like a BLT if you added cream cheese. I love you. I haven't even said that to my boyfriend yet, so. First bite factor, easily a two out of two. Moving on to value. This is designed to serve two to four people. This could literally just serve me. This runs $12. Do I think that that's a great value? Not really, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Especially when you think about how many people you're trying to serve at a tailgate and how hungry those people are gonna be. Durability. Um, picture this. So imagine this has been sitting out in 90 degree weather at a tailgate. I don't wanna think about that because that makes this instantly not delicious. If you have out of town guests, do you really want their first experience to be at your tailgate where cheese and the cream cheese and the yogurt are separating? And if that's how you wanna bring your friends and family into this world, I have nothing. I've got nothing. I have nothing to say to you. Don't be that person. Lukewarm? Don't know if I'm about it. Cold BLT dip? You're gonna keep something cold in 90 degree weather at a tailgate in Florida? 
It's hot cheese in Florida. I'll give it like a 0.5 out of two for durability. It's cream cheese that's sitting out all day. There's nothing durable about that. Sorry, I'm sorry. I actually am sorry. I wish it was good to go all day. Oh, a tomato. As if durability wasn't a sore spot enough, we gotta talk about convenience. Again, let me take you to this moment. This is not a mobile activity. There is nothing convenient about this. When I dip, you dip, we dip. Okay, the dip, it doesn't, it, it's not that easy. So first of all, you gotta get a fork out. No one ever has a fork because someone always takes the fork that's in the dip. So you have to find a fork, get your dip, and you put it on your plate, and it goes everywhere. This is not for the beginner who doesn't know how to have plate management. Plate management is important. Everything has a place. That's for another time. It's a vat of hot cheese. If you want this that bad, just go get it. It's literally down the street. It's across the street, across the street. It's right there. You know what? I'll just, yeah. Yeah, I did. I did drive all the way back here to prove a point. There's students watching me. Some alumni has been, which, I mean, like that's kind of true and we're moving this, that is literally where you tailgate all these students keep looking at me like who is that crazy lady don't mind me i'm doing a tiktok can i ask y'all a question how far would you walk for blt dip five miles, five miles and it's right there how far would you walk for blt dip three miles three you know how far it is from here to madison social less than a mile round trip for BLT dip, which is somewhere over there. Now we're here. It's across the street. You know what? I've knocked them a little bit. I'm not gonna knock them on this. It's freaking BLT dip. Like, how is that not original? People that live in Tallahassee, they take this recipe and they make it a staple for their family because their family has never seen anything like it. This is a solid two out of two for originality. Will it tailgate? Huh. Mm. Oh! I don't wanna, I don't think it will. I'm sorry. I can't do hot cheese at a tailgate. <gasps> it's getting a six out of 10. I'm sorry. When BLT dip is fresh, you cannot beat it. However, if it has sat at your tailgate with not optimal conditions in the hot Florida sun, for me, no. Thank you so much for snacking with Sky. Madison Social, I love you to the moon and back. It's football season. Get out there. Go crazy. Stay hungry. I will see you at the tailgate. Sam's BLT dip. Just meet me at Madso. We'll go get a fresh one. It'll be great. How far would you walk? You never heard of BLT dip? Sir, go there right now. Right now. Like, are you okay? Oh, God. Oh, no. What'd you think? Yeah, man, obviously, I'm a huge Madso guy. So are you. Their BLT dip is phenomenal. Um, put it in the cooler. You know, I, I think it could definitely tailgate, but I, I'm not going to argue with our expert Sky there. I get what she's saying. You know, Absolutely, it, yeah. You know, would you have eaten BLT dip yesterday? Like, it was 95 degrees out there, man. Listen, or 90. It was like 90. Listen, it could definitely tailgate, but then you're asking uh, – adults that are excited about a football game that are probably been right. drinking a good bit to you know properly put the lid back on throw it back in the cooler take it back out when you want some in that instance yeah it could but yeah in the idea of your normal tailgate where you just have a spread on the table and it's 90 degrees probably not i bet it tailgates in uh, you know november when uh we have some of those games when it's uh, that tallahassee weather is unbeatable yeah much better point okay look 
I love BLT dip. Like I literally just got it like two days ago. Like I, that's my buddy Ben's arm. Um, I am a huge Mad So fan, and this BLT dip was some of the best. Like it always slaps. Like there's never, there's never like a time that it's not. But like this one was especially good because it'd been a couple of years for me. So we're not hating on BLT dip. Just it's probably not the best tailgate. Wings on Woodward. That's a good tailgate item. Like just get their wings and bring them over. So. um, Anyway, snagging with Sky. We're trying to figure out. Okay, Richie, let's talk about this off air. Trying to figure out what we're going to review this week. So it'll come out next week, but like she she sends me the video like a week in advance. So um, week one, got three chicken tenders. Had to go with the OG. Week two, Mad So BLT dip. We'll have something new for you guys next week on uh, – next week's show will be on Sunday unless something crazy happens. Yeah. Um, okay, anything else before we wrap up and go? Uh, no, again, great weekend. Uh, two quick shout outs. Actually, uh, we were walking down uh, to go to the concession stand before the game yesterday and ran into Coach Sue and Coach Brooke Wyckoff. So me and, me and the wife got a picture with them. Uh, both have been on the podcast and, and a, a blast to be with. And uh, Brooke actually recognized me. She's like, I love you. I'm, I've, well, she's like, I listen to you guys all the time. So shout out to Brooke. Uh, we appreciate the support for sure. Yeah, no. Um... I saw your picture. I was a little bit jealous. I was like, this son of a gun. Um, so shout out. Uh, well, shout out us. Um, I, I was able to partake and enjoy the game from the FSU press box. First time experience for me um, representing double fries, no sauce. So second, uh, second event that we've been credentialed for from the uh, ACC kickoff to now a FSU game on Liberty weekend against Notre Dame. I, I did not think that would be the case uh, a year ago, but uh Shout out to, to all the guys on the team, all the hard work that's kind of put in. It makes me and Richie look good from Harlan, our producer, Brian, who does all our graphics, Ed, who manages our website and edits it. Um, uh, think, think, think. Dustin and Mike, who write for us, Tyler and Vic, who uh, are our interns, and uh, Sky, who does our food reviews. She's she's the real MVP of the podcast. So anyway, um, Appreciate all you guys. Appreciate my buddy. I've mentioned him a few times, Johnny and Ben. They don't even listen to this, but appreciate you guys um, for letting me drag you up to Tallahassee. Johnny's a Notre Dame fan. He's kind of an anti-Notre Dame fan. He he hates Brian Kelly and hates the team until they get rid of him. But uh, he uh, he had a great time. My buddy Ben's not a, not a massive sports guy if you listen to Bourbon on a Budget, but uh, he had a good time up in Tallahassee as well. Uh, go check out our website. We've got some different coverage. I wrote an article about the game. We did a weekly, weekly recap. We didn't talk about this, but Florida State's soccer Beat Florida five to two over the weekend, and then Florida State volleyball swept their opponents in the um, is it like the Seminole Classic, whatever they went three and zero this weekend. Okay. Yeah. Um, track and field back as well, swept their meets. So um, great weekend for FSU athletics. Obviously, the um, football game didn't go the way we wanted it to go down, but a great weekend for FSU athletics overall, um, and then a lot to be happy about with the uh, with the football game as well. So. Um, do you have a song for us to get out of here, Richie? I feel like I keep giving it to you. If not, I can take one and figure it out later. But what do you think? Yeah, you can take this. And I, I was <laughs> I was gonna say Amazing Grace because that's what you heard of Bobby, but that, I feel like it's a weird one to end a podcast with. So I, I'll li leave it to your discretion here. Um, I I'll I'll go with that. I'll get we'll, the we'll Chiefs. I'll get the Chiefs rendition. Of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's on YouTube. Yeah, I'll get the Chiefs rendition of it. So um, awesome, awesome moment with the Chiefs playing that. Uh, yeah. For Coach Bowden, we'll play that and we'll get out of here. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We will be back on Wednesday night with our 
preview episode. We've got a special guest for that. It'll be a preview episode because it's Jacksonville State. We'll kind of preview some NFL stuff this weekend, too, with a special guest. So we will see you guys on Wednesday evening. Until then, go Noles.